Hello my wonderful quiet rebel, this is Meike here and just before we dive into today's one-of-a-kind episode on the Quiet Rebels podcast, I want to let you know that this is the final day before I close the early bird applications for my sustainable visibility incubator. This is the one-of-a-kind six-month mentorship program where I help introverted female rising leaders to become sustainably visible so that you can expand your reach, grow your business on your terms, and make a deeper impact. So if you're interested in learning more about this before the early bird application and bonuses close, head on over to makeasang.com forward slash apply. And now back to the episode. Hello my lovelies, this is Meike Sang, your podcast guesting strategist and mentor, cat lover, and the proud host of the Quiet Rebels podcast. This is the place for experts on the rise who are finally ready to stop playing small and to start showing up as the leader they've always been. And contrary to what you might think, you don't have to be the loudest person in the room in order to be heard. You've always been the type to see things differently, and you've always chosen another pathway if the one laid out in front of you just doesn't align with your way of life. You're not alone in this. So to help you on your journey, I'm bringing conscious conversations to the table with myself and guest experts who will help you with the inner work that needs to be done in order to make a positive impact on the world with what you do. I see you. And now it's time to hear you, my friend. So please welcome to The Quiet Rebellion. Hello, my wonderful Quiet Rebels. I am so honored that you tuned in to this episode today. Because for episode number 70, I'm going to be sharing my coming out story. This has been a long time coming and I've actually been pondering around this for the last few weeks and that's why there's um, a slight gap between when the last episode was released versus now and this is why because this is a big celebratory moment here because what this episode represents is my absolute truth. So the reason why I thought it was important to share this with you today is because over these last few months, I really started to acknowledge the importance of taking responsibility for how you show up. I wanted to be the embodiment of my message, not just a typical preacher who doesn't practice, right? I wanted to be somebody who walks a talk. And 90% of my life, I had been. And it's only been these last few months where I finally met the 400. And that's because I finally have nothing else left to hide. What's interesting is about a year ago on this podcast... I shared an episode called Showing Up, a work in progress, 
And in that episode, I shared a memory of when I was at Amy Porterfield's live event in San Diego called The Entrepreneur Experience. And on day two, I shared at the microphone that I felt this sense of incongruency with my message about sharing your most authentic voice when I wasn't completely doing that because of this one secret that had yet to be shared. And what was really powerful about that moment is that I managed to share it in a room full of nearly a thousand people. I brought tears to Amy's eyes, to my eyes, to many eyes of the people in the audience as they felt compelled to rise to their feet in celebration of a breakthrough moment. So I did it a little bit backwards, in a sense. That's such an important part of my life was shared with strangers before with my loved ones. But it turned out that that was the way that it was meant to be because we had built ourselves up for 10 years, my partner and I, before we had the courage to finally feel proud of who we were and who we were with. And I feel it's so important to share this with you today because if you know somebody who's going through this kind of internal conflict because of what they share versus what they do, and especially if you know somebody or you are somebody who's going through this yourself, so how it starts within my teenage years when I was 17. I had made best friends with my partner and there was a time where I started to feel confused about my feelings. Is this friendship or is this more than friendship? And what you gotta know is that my partner and I, we were both pretty socially anxious when we were young, so we didn't have like this huge bunch of friends or anything. We'd much rather stay at home playing Pokemon games on the Game Boy. So (laughs) that was what we were doing. And so we found comfort in each other, that we were each other's best friend. And then I felt compelled to ask more questions and because there was no one in my family who I felt I could go to at the time I sought help from a counsellor who knew who didn't know me personally and so I could feel that assurance that it was purely unbiased this advice I was seeking from her and she asked me this now life-changing question do you see yourself in a relationship with this girl And I couldn't say no. Which showed me that there was something more to explore there. And ever since that moment, our story started unraveling itself. It started revealing new gems of experiences that we had never experienced otherwise with anybody else 
And it has been a long winding journey together. We have gone through, you know, rough patches like any other relationship. And because of our secrets of the fact that we were in a same-sex relationship and we're both Chinese as well, we didn't really have a relationship like most people do, where we just simply go out on dates or go around to each other's houses to stay. We all had to hide it under this guise of being best friends all the time. And that meant that we were constantly hiding ourselves. We couldn't hold hands in public without fear of somebody spotting us. And yeah, there was a lot of things that we just simply couldn't do. And because of that hiddenness, that we had to experience. We had a lot more challenges as a couple that most probably would, especially in our first earlier years. But when I look back in retrospect, it's that very experience of overcoming kind of like abnormal adversities together that made us so strong in the face of even bigger challenges. Including the times where I had been sexually abused. Not by her, by the way. But by others during our time together. And normally, that's something that isn't easy to bounce back from. But we found our way together. And if you're ever wondering why I do Japanese Jiu-Jitsu, that is a big reason why. Because instead of her telling me I will be there to protect you, she knows realistically she can't be by my side every second of every day. Which was even more powerful because she's always, always, always shown me that I have my own power and she will guide me whenever I feel lost to reconnect with that power to save myself and that's something that I've really come to be grateful for and appreciate in our relationship because as an entrepreneur it's so, so important for us to remember that we take complete and utter responsibility for everything that happens in our business. There's no one there to, like, you know, swoop in and save us. We save ourselves. And that's something that I've learned from her, from the way that she encourages me to step in to unknown areas with complete faith that I have the strength to make it through. And so, as time went on, I started unveiling person by person in my family and in my friendship groups that I was in a same-sex relationship. And the response that came back to me, they were so much more warm inviting, accepting, and embracing that I ever thought I really expected to meet a lot more resistance. But it just 
goes to show that instead of their expectations of who I would be with, they prioritized my happiness over that. And that's why I'm extremely, extremely grateful to my dear friends. You know who you are. And to my loving family as well. And the way it happened with our family, if you're wondering, <laughs> it was quite funny with uh, my sister anyway. Um, so I have an older sister. Her name is May as well. <laughs> and she came back from a trip visiting my dad because he doesn't live in London. He lives towards um, you know, the southwest of England. And he actually asked her if I was a lesbian. So my dad already suspected things at this point. And my sister came back because we lived together at the time. And she said, oh, dad asked me this question, but don't worry. I assured him that that wasn't the case. <laughs> and then that's when I thought, oh, God, I really need to tell her. Because <laughs> it's going to be difficult to bounce back otherwise. So I said, oh, May, I really wish you didn't. <laughs> and that's when she realized. I said, yes, I'm in a relationship with her. And then she was like, oh, okay. And then I think she, then she thought about like, oh crap, sorry, I made it, <laughs> I probably made it a bit harder with dad now. And, but that was something for me to overcome when the time came. And then immediately after, I went downstairs to tell my brother-in-law, my sister's husband, because we're very close. And he was playing games at the time. And he was like, cool. <laughs> and because that situation happened, um, my partner and I, we tend to mirror who we tell. So since my sister knew, it was time for her to tell her sister. And so she did. And it took a bit of adjusting because my sister is five years older than me. And my partner's sister is like four, five years younger than her. And me and my partner are the same age. So, you know, there's different adjustments on each side. But ultimately, um, you know, they've become like super supportive, which is really lovely. And so because we had our siblings on board, it finally felt a bit easier to start telling a few more people. So I started telling my cousins one by one because I'm quite close with them. And it was really nerve wracking. <laughs> Um, telling some of them, especially my older cousins, because um, one of them is like the bridge between my generation to the next, which meant my aunties and eventually my mum. So, oh, that was tough. <laughs> but ultimately, we earned their support, which is really, really lovely. And then, as you know, my dad had suspicions. So a couple of years ago, when I went down to visit him, we tend to have these like daughter-father catch-ups sort of thing because we only see each other several times a year. And he asked me outright, Mayke, are you a lesbian? And I just want to take a, a step back for a moment and say that, right, I actually don't identify as a lesbian or a bisexual, actually. And I share that with 
you know, I want to let you know that if that is how you identify yourself, there is n- that I have nothing against that identity at all. In fact, you know, in the eyes of some, that's who I am to them. But my friend Lewis, a couple years ago, when we were on a trip in Japan, he shared with me this different way of identifying oneself. And that is as a pansexual. Which, in a very, very quick nutshell, is instead of looking at the gender, you love the person you're with. And that's how I see my partner. Just because she is a female, that's not the reason why I'm drawn to her. You know? So I just want to take a step back for a moment there, just to share that with you. And so when my dad asked me that, I did say no, because again, that's not how I identified myself. But I said to him, but I am with a girl though. And my dad is a bit more on the traditional side of things. So I completely understood his shocked reaction. And I am so grateful that he didn't lash out or anything or tell me to end the relationship or that it was wrong or anything like that. Because even though he is a traditional man, he prioritizes the quality of our relationship as dad and daughter so when I was scared about whether he'd still love me he assured me that he loved me just the same and that's all I could possibly ask for so that's my dad and Now I want to share with you what it was like to reveal to my mum. So one of the biggest reasons why my partner and I hid for so long is because 10 years ago, we were actually accused of it. Not asked, accused. And I just want to take a step back for a moment and say that At the time, my mum was in a very different place. So please do not pass judgment onto her for how she was back then. Because what had happened was before I sought help from that counsellor, before I started developing feelings, this was the time when we were still best friends. Um, And what happened was that at a family barbecue, Um, My partner and I were kind of tucked into the corner, playing our games, because again, we were totally socially anxious. So it felt very uncomfortable for us to be around other people, around the table. We just kind of wanted to eat and be with each other, (laughs) because that's where our comfort was. And then my mom, she pointed it out, that it made her really uncomfortable that it was disgusting and was something for us to be ashamed for. And she stormed out of the room 
And again, she was going through a very difficult time. So any form of like going against the status quo or anything was scary for her. And to be honest with you, that's what made me very scared to open up to her for a long time. Which is why, while I always thought it would be my dad that I'd be a bit more scared of, it was actually my mum for that reason. But we had healed our relationship over the years. We had gotten closer and closer, which is why at one point I said to my partner, how much I want to tell my mom because I don't want for there to be any more secrets between us. And so she gave me the green light to do so. That's why just before our 10th anniversary in September, I had a kind of like a stay at home sort of um, meet up <laughs> with my mom and with my sister and my baby nephew and there was just a moment when my mom and I were alone and I just told her mom I have something to tell you and she looked at me and was like oh is it the fact that you and your partner are together and I am deliberately not saying my partner's name, by the way, if you're wondering why I haven't revealed her name yet. And that is because I am choosing to respect um, her request to be anonymous at this point. So that's why I keep saying partner, okay? And so my mum knows who my partner is because I've been like she's been around for a long time. In fact, as far as I'm aware, my parents and my partner's parents have actually been friends when they were young. So that's really interesting how that came about. Um, but my mum pretty much said like, oh, is it the fact that you guys are together? And I was gobsmacked, okay? <laughs> I was like, what's happening? And I didn't want to lie. So I said, well, yeah. And she looked at me and said, Oh love, I've known all this time. I just wanted you to, you know, tell me. I just confirmed that it was happening. But I'm really, really happy that you're together. I love that you're with her. She's so good to you. She's a good person. And on a separate occasion, she told me how... She knows that she'll also be a great parent, which was so powerful for me because that was her way of saying how she knows that we will eventually get married and have children and how she'd be the doting grandmother that she is already to my nephew Milo. And that just felt so amazing to be supported that way. And when it came round to my 10th anniversary with my partner, she actually told me how she told her parents. And that was, that was a big deal as well. But it was beautiful how on our 10th year of being together, 
were able to celebrate that we had nothing left to hide. <sighs> and I'll tell you that ever since that this has happened, I have felt nothing but pure gratitude and liberation in all areas of my life. And I wanted to share this with you today, my lovely, because if there is a part of your story that's yet to be shared, it could really, really liberate you in more ways than you know. For me, revealing this 10-year-old secret helped me to truly step into pure transparency in my voice, with my message to be true to yourself and to be the embodiment of everything that I share with you. So thank you so, so much for taking the time to listen to my story today. And if you know somebody who's going through this as well, I would highly, highly appreciate it if you could share it with them. Because maybe hearing my story could help them find peace with theirs if they are struggling with revealing themselves. This is by no means a kind of like step-by-step framework or strategy or anything like that as everybody's story is different. But I really hope that if you got to this point in the episode today that you feel inspired to share a part of you that has otherwise been kept hidden. Because I promise you there is someone waiting to hear it. (sighs) Thank you. Without you knowing it, I really appreciate the fact that you're listening right now because if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have a podcast. I wouldn't have a business. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for your support. And yes, just by listening, you've done all of that for me. So thank you so much for being here today, my love. I so, so appreciate you. And again, If you love this episode and you feel that it could really benefit someone either in the same situation or an adjacent situation when they've just yet to share a big secret about themselves, I hope you do pass it on to them so that they have a reference for how it could go for them. But ultimately, I am here more than ever to truly serve you in helping you discover 
own and fully embrace your own voice. Thank you so much for listening. Bye for now.